I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 51, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, the beautifully attired kingpin, Brian Malonis. Yes, I'm in my uh, curtain jerker uh, WPAN t-shirt, available on ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders. Are you going to take that off since we recorded on uh, <laughs> Wednesday? <laughs> you wore it on Chaotic Wrestling last night? I did, yeah. I watched it this morning and uh, threw it back on. Are you sure? <laughs> sure about that? <laughs> well, it didn't exactly break a sweat at Chaotic Wrestling last night, so <laughs> not like it mattered. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, today on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, Brian, on the NAI Network, We've got your promo about nothing coming up, and we're going to be dipping into the Graps grab bag. Do you know what Graps? I have no clue. That's what the kids, I, I see that on the Twitter. The kids talk about wrestling. They call it the Graps, like grappling. Oh, boy. I have not seen this, thankfully. Why are you introducing this to me? <laughs> we get in, you know, we got to get into the uh, the younger demographics. So I, if I didn't hate the younger generation enough already. We're talking about the Graps today. We're going to dip into the grab bag. We're going to talk about all the stuff that we've uh, missed over the past what's few the, weeks. What's the haps on the Graps? Is what exactly. <laughs> We're going to get caught up on everything that happened around WrestleMania and everything else. But first, Brian, before we do that all, let's talk about last week's NAI Network episode. It was a lot of fun. We had Scotty Slade. Julian Starr, we had run-ins from the firebrand, Brian Fury, but we had some technical difficulties along the way. We had a tough tie with Scotty Slade's microphone, did we not? Yeah, you sounded like you were talking to yourself uh, quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we decided to bring Scotty back uh, because, well, actually he said to us that he wanted to apologize to people for what happened last week on the NAI Network. So here he is, the star of the Inside Perspective on the New Age Insiders Network, Scotty Slade. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you, Scotty, for coming back. So, some problems last week with your microphone. I knew it, Mike. I friggin' knew it. <laughs> Bill? I knew it. Bill Neville, you're putting this all on Bill and the New Age Insiders, Scotty. Unbelievable. So when I talked to Bill Neville, he told me that uh, you kind of have an issue with microphone technique. Is that true? No, no. So, okay, so it's all on the New Age Insiders. Well, Scott, well, Scotty, that language isn't necessary. We're trying to clean it up here on the uh, on the WPA again, right, Brian? Well, yeah, you've taken us straight down the gutter, Mike. So <laughs> we're trying to bring it back. So, I mean, the two of us, me and Brian, we love the New Age Insiders, right? 
Uh, I mean, maybe except for Bill Neville. I mean, the other guys are okay. Uh, so, so, Scotty, we brought you on here to say you're sorry for everything that went wrong uh, last week with the with the program. Uh, it sounds like that's not happening. Is there anything else you want to say here before we let you go? Jesus, uh, Scotty, isn't that something you'd uh, want to share with your family before all of us here on the uh, NAI network? A little personal here. <laughs> <laughs> A little personal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go? Why don't you go do that? Uh, thank you for coming on, Scotty Slade, the Inside Perspective Zone, Scotty Slade, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's catching up now with uh, Mills and Fury, though. <laughs> he certainly is. He's making his. Uh, he's making his appearances. Uh, uh, all right, so uh, we're going to be talking about lots of stuff that happened around uh, WrestleMania, but one thing we're not going to be talking about is the NXT TakeOver Orlando show because we talked about that last Thursday on the BDA bonus podcast. And as I'm sure everyone's aware, Thursdays we do a separate podcast, new unique content exclusively for BDA Radio, and the topics are voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. Plus, we do a weekly feedback segment called Merv Griffin Time, and each week we induct another member into the illustrious Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. Get these BDA bonus episodes plus the first 38 episodes of this podcast right here on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed on your favorite podcast platform, or you can visit BDARadio.com and see it all. Okay, Brian, the Graps Grab Bag. Oh, boy. It just rolls right off the tongue, <laughs> does it not? Uh, all right, what are we going to get into here first? Why don't we talk about... The Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament. Let's look back, Brian, <laughs> on what was your uh, your run in the Top Prospect Tournament for Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it ended a little short. It came up a little short. Uh, and you can go and see that on the Fight TV app or ROHwrestling.com. Yes, I believe episode 289 uh, okay. was the one with me and uh, Josh Woods. But, I mean, just overall, a, a, a great experience. Um it kind of started all with um, deciding I wanted to go to a, uh, a tryout camp seminar and reaching out and, and then letting me come to that. And I had, without a doubt, the best showing I've ever had at any tryout I've ever done. And, you know, just kind of kept kept on the radar showing my face. And that led to an invite to the Top Prospect Tournament, which, you know, wrestled Raphael King in the first round, Josh Woods in the second round. Both matches on TV. Got to wrestle in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Sold out. Uh, I mean, it's been a great experience so far, and uh, it's just the beginning for me. You know, I will be back there. I do know that now, and uh, you know, so it's just a matter of time before you you see me pop up again on Ring of Honor television. Wow! All right, so exclusive here. The Kingpin will be back. Yes, hundred percent. I will be back. So that's tremendous. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to. Impact Wrestling. Actually, a friend of ours who's been on the podcast before, we talked to him about uh, Tony Rumble. Rich Palladino got the exclusive. Yeah, he sure did. In Orlando. <laughs> he got a lot of play this past week. He did an interview with the former Damian Sandow, the now former Aaron Rex, Aaron Stevens. Aaron said for the first time that he is done with Impact Wrestling. Uh, what, do you, what is your first take on this? I mean, I'm not surprised. I feel like he's probably done with wrestling at this point. I mean, Aaron's been wrestling a long time. Uh, he started very young. I don't think he's an old. He's not, I mean, I think Aaron is about the same age as I am, but he started his career a uh, good four or five years before I started mine. And I feel like he's been in the national spotlight 
the entirety of my of my career um but just kind of think of it it's pretty crazy um the success he's had and i i I don't know it's he seems like a guy ready to at least move on for a bit you don't think that the wwe will reach out to him i don't know they just i mean it's still not that long ago they released him you know so I, I don't know. And you know, I mean, you know as well as, as I do, Aaron's kind of a different cat. <laughs> He's a different sort of guy. Um, I don't know. The, the interviews I've seen with him are the one with Rich, and he just seems like to me a guy who, who is probably done with wrestling. I don't know. I, I say we might see him again. Do you have inside information here, Mike? I, I do not. I do not. <laughs> but uh, that's just my, my hunch that we might see him back again. Uh, all right. Sticking with kind of the impact wrestling thing, Drew Galloway. Now, I guess, once again, known as Drew McIntyre, something that we uh, didn't get into last Thursday on the BDA bonus podcast. He showed up in the crowd at the uh, NXT TakeOver show, Drew McIntyre, and he is officially back with WWE. Spoiler alert, he wrestled on the NXT tapings uh, this past, I believe, Wednesday. So he is officially back with WWE. It looks like he's going to stick around NXT for a while. Yeah, that actually surprised me that he was uh, he was on the NXT brand because he was you know a mainstay on the wwe roster i mean at one point um the chosen one yeah i mean they were, they were like kind of aligning them as vince mcmahon's hand-picked you know superstar so i think good for him man it's, it's great when you see a story like that a guy maybe things didn't go the way they planned got released they told him to go out and make a name for himself he went out and killed it much like you know you're seeing cody rhodes do now but he went out and made himself uh you know a big star outside of wwe and they decided to bring him back it's an interesting move keeping him in xt but i think a good move because i think that roster especially losing some of the people they have just this week um they need some depth right now yeah we'll get into that in a couple minutes here the uh all the people that were called up this past week um how about the hall of fame do you get a chance to watch the Hall of Fame, Brian? I did, yeah. I actually, watched, I watched it live. I still don't know what Ricky Morton was doing with his mouth. What do you mean? I don't. He, when he wasn't, when 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 Robert Gibson was talking, Ricky Morton was just doing something with his like licking his lips or what? No, just I didn't like, notice. Almost like mouthing like words. I don't know. It was one of the most bizarre things. Like I, I didn't know if he had maybe some neurological type of like oh, disorder, boy. but like completely serious. I didn't know if he had like some sort of neurological disorder. That it was like, it was like a tick or something. I don't know. It was the weirdest thing ever. I, I guess I'll have to go back and take <laughs> yeah, a look go, at that. go back and watch. It, it was like it was, people were talking about it all over Twitter that night. I, st- I started noticing it, then I kind of did like a search to see if anybody else was <laughs> was noticing it, and it just Twitter was littered with people. What the hell is he doing with his mouth? Why does he keep doing that? <laughs> Twitter was littered. Um, so, what was your favorite speech of of the night on the Hall of Fame? Uh, I, mean, I think I think Kurt Angles. I mean, Kurt Angles was great. Um, very short too, which you know sometimes those get just so long winded. And I think maybe they told him to kind of like keep it tight yeah. after the uh, the night they had. That and the fact that he literally cannot say WWE, like <laughs> incapable of saying WWE. WWE. It's it's. I don't even think it's that clear. <laughs> it's like I'm here in the WWE. <laughs> WWE. I, I don't know. It's so weird. I, I, I'm trying to think back. Like, was he always like that? Like, when he first came in, was he incapable of saying, you know, the letters? When he first came in, it was WWF. That's true. Right? But okay, but he was he WWF? was around, he was around for well, when they got the F out, right? <laughs> I, I think I think so. Yeah, he was there till what 2006. Yeah, 2006. So I don't know. It was it, like it, it drives me crazy that he can't say WWE, even this past week on Raw. <laughs> WWE. 
the you get the. I, I listened just, on Jericho's podcast again this week, and it was just like, why can't? I think I texted you. Why can't Kurt Angle say WWE? <laughs> uh, give the man a break. Give the man a break. Uh, I'll give him a break. I'll break his freaking neck. <laughs> <laughs> with a broken freaking neck for me the best speech um i don't know i'm like a big softy these days i get like misty eyed i got like misty eyed this entire night watching the the hall of fame oh, like boy. uh ddp i thought had a good speech the rock and rolls at the very end when ricky morton like talked about uh you know his partner throughout the years is like his brother and that was like would <laughs> you with a box of tissues <laughs> <laughs> no just a little a little bit of that um uh, you know uh, well the teddy long thing i didn't really i mean the guy had a the well, guy yeah. the guy went from the the very bottom of the wrestling business uh, to you know some pretty high heights sweeping up the uh the studio and uh taking back ring jackets to become a referee and then a manager and it's i don't know it's it's amazing the how far he got just uh you know from where he started um beth phoenix i thought was a uh, she had a really good speech too the spot yeah. with tony chimmel with edge and stuff that was that yes. was great yeah yeah she thanked just about everyone that she's ever been in contact with <laughs> in the wrestling business <laughs> didn't want to leave anyone out uh I, I mean i thought the kurt angle thing was was all right i mean he just kind of referenced a lot of the things that we'd already seen in the yeah, packages it was, yeah, it was, I leading mean, up to it. It was entertaining, and, and I'm sure there's a Kurt Angle DVD coming somewhere along the line here, so oh, I'm sure we can get his backstory on that. Um, I thought Kurt, his speech was just, was just short, concise, fun. Let's get on with it, because it was like friggin' midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. And uh, yeah, that, so that was a uh, long night on the WWE Network, but uh, Speaking of the WWE Network, the women's tournament is finally coming. It has been uh, rumored since the Cruiserweight Classic last fall. It looks like it's coming this summer to the WWE Network. I know it should be a very interesting thing. Uh, you hear rumblings about certain women uh, that are probably going to be in this thing and other women who have kind of uh, cut ties with promotions. You think that they might uh, find their way in there too. So uh, I don't know. This summer be another... Uh, Fun time watching uh, the women's tournament on the WWE Network. Yeah, I think there's lots of, obviously, lots of women talent out there. There's lots of women who can actually get in the ring and do something. We're past the days of like, oh, hey, you, <laughs> hey there, uh, new wrestler. You got a hot girlfriend there. Does she want to wrestle? Hey, sweetie, you got a sports bra and some, <laughs> some, you know, short shorts? Okay, get in the ring and roll around. Just pull her hair a little bit. We're, thankfully, we're past the days. You can do a day. cartwheel. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, thankfully, we're past the days of that garbage. I mean, just off the top of my head, one that's really sticks out is Deanna Perrazzo. Right. I, I got to think is is probably at the top of the list to be in that thing. So. She's been everywhere. Yeah. I mean, she's been on SmackDown, uh, you know, doing stuff. So, you know, I think I think obviously she'll be in that. It'll be interesting to see if they intermingle any of their women superstars in there. So but that'll be interesting. You know, is, is the talent out there deep enough to have 32 women that aren't already affiliated with WWE come in for that tournament so yeah it's 32 they, they have some uh japanese women on tap i know they have some women from the uk i think they could probably do it I mean, there might be one or two women that are on the nxt that haven't been on tv yet i think we might see something like that like kimberly yeah might make her debut I mean, there. you mentioned women who have cut ties with promotions taylor Hendricks just yes. left ring of honor perhaps you know maybe that's a precursor i, I, I don't know um be great for her 
I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting if any any of the ladies that we know from the area, you know, get a shot in there. Do you have any in, inside? Uh... I don't have any inside knowledge, man. God damn it. <laughs> I do, I do know our good friend, the double X Diva Alexis, probably won't be in it considering she's now with Impact Wrestling. So. That's true. There yeah. you go. There's your inside scoop. Whoa, great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Jim Ross, it's been revealed uh, after WrestleMania, has a two-year deal with uh, WWE, and it doesn't sound like he'll be a regular weekly. I mean, I know there are issues with uh, Mauro Ranallo, um, who hasn't been around, and it seems like he might be gone. Um, I mean, as of recording this, we're recording this Saturday morning. He has removed mentions of WWE from his Twitter bio, and I guess he was removed from um, WWE's list of uh, social media contacts. So it looks like Mauro Ranallo might be gone. It's too bad. He was he did a great job. Um, I mean, obviously, there's some stories out there now with jbl or something yeah um man i don't know if they're true or not you know i have no intel on that but actually uh, joe did you see joe cronin a, a, a local guy who does a lot of uh stuff on youtube about wrestling he actually asked jbl for comment on twitter and uh john layfield replied saying no joe i won't comment i shouldn't be commenting on internet stuff i play a heel i sincerely wish mauro ranallo nothing but the absolute best so, I mean, there, as you said, there are plenty of rumors about uh, JBL kind of... <laughs> that almost gives it legs a little bit, doesn't it? A little uh, bit, yeah. He won't comment on that stuff, but... It's weird. It's a, like weird wording. I don't know. Yeah, there's also uh, something with JBL with um, the new book that's out from ring announcer Justin Roberts, but his time in the WWE. Yeah, he goes pretty in-depth about, you know... I don't know, you're going to read it? It's, yeah, well, it's, pretty, John, it's pretty damning stuff. Well, the first John Layfield JBL says, I won't answer net rumors, but I didn't take Justin Roberts' passport, which is one of the things that uh, yes. he alleges in the book. Uh, it could have been anyone. He was hated by the whole crew. He's an idiot. <laughs> okay, right. so that kind of uh, doesn't uh, necessarily dismiss any bullying. No, I, I mean, I think, th- I think those stories are, are long rumored. I, I think... Um, Do you have anything like when you saw backstage, anything with JBL? I've never seen anything backstage, but we know of stories involving people we know fairly well right? with JBL. Um, and again, that's always, there's three sides of every story, I guess. Yours, mine, and the truth. And, right. Um, but it, it sure does seem like there's a lot of allegations against against this guy and his, his behavior in the locker room. But I, I mean, I have zero firsthand knowledge. You know, every, every story I've had, even of the guys we know came uh well i mean i guess it's their first-hand accounts that we heard right but <laughs> you know and, um, and it's just it's just kind of stuff yeah it's just kind of strange though you know now it's, i think i don't think it was a publicly traded company back then but now uh you know they're under that yeah, kind of I microscope when, i think when the guys we knew were there i think, I think yeah it was, yeah pretty sure it was publicly traded at that point hmm. um because i think that was uh I, I, one of the stories i'm talking about like it's a publicly traded company but they allow this bullshit to to go on it's, it would be a real shame if that was the reason behind a guy like Mar Ranallo. I mean, that's the thing, too, though. There's so many stories about, about JBL out there that is this just somebody saying, oh, this this guy has, you know, depression issues and then JBL was being mean. Like, is that somebody just taking something and trying to, you know, take one and one and trying to make two, you know? And, yeah, possibly. 
possibly. Um, but when I started talking about this was with uh, Jim Ross. I don't see Jim Ross coming back and being uh, you know the lead on SmackDown to, to replace more. No, I mean, do you think he'd even want to? I mean, no. I mean, he's sixty six years old, something like that, right? You know more than me, I guess. Jim Ross, I, think, I mean, he's I mean, he's almost seventy. He, Jim Ross has been around since. Like what the early eighties? Oh, I um, think he was in, involved in wrestling in the seventies. To be honest, late seventies. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he's. I can't imagine Jim Ross would want to go back on the road road full time. But like, I think we we kind of touched upon it. Uh, I mentioned on the in, on the BDA episode, and what a breath of fresh air he was <laughs> during the main event. Because I mean, just to have some. That's why. That's why Moronello was such a breath of fresh air too. They actually call the action. They actually talk about uh, what's going on in the ring. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem like he was micromanaged. Yeah, and it's not just, I don't know, awkward pauses and talking about angles and just, you know, you're actually talking about the match in the ring, which I I enjoy. It, it gives, um, to me, it, it presents it in a wrestling in a different way and gives it legitimacy um, when you actually try to present it as, like, sport that you're calling. So I, I like that, personally. All right, so let's get into, uh, let's talk about Raw first, this past Monday's episode of raw last monday actually this is coming out on monday the previous monday's episode of raw uh we mentioned kurt angle a little earlier he came back as the general manager so he's gonna have a regular role how do you feel about that i think it's gonna be great i think kurt angle um glad he's back on tv every week uh boy listen to jericho's podcast sure sounds like he wants to wrestle yeah so (laughs) but uh i think it'll be good to see kurt angle back on tv every week he's obviously extremely entertaining so I think this is just as uh, we predicted, and uh, we actually did a poll about this, and I think the overwhelming winner in the poll was he'll come back in some sort of uh, a role like this rather than being a, a full-time wrestler. Yeah, I, I just I, I can't see the WWE clearing him to wrestle. Um, they didn't clear Daniel Bryan, and Kurt Angle's injury and concussion history is much more extensive than Daniel Bryan's, not to mention Kurt Angle has, has battled drug addiction and probably a big contributing factor to that is being on the road wrestling and your body taking a pounding. So I don't think WWE wants to be part of, you know, contributing to anything along those lines. I don't think they brought him back if they didn't feel like he had cleaned his life up. But at the same time, if a guy goes out there and starts having to even work a a semi-regular schedule, you know, he's going to be in pain again. So... Uh, I, I think I think this is it for him. I think this is the role he'll be in. And I, I don't foresee him ever wrestling again for WWE. I I don't know. I think like vaguely in my head, I think they'll build something up for like next year's WrestleMania. How, Some how, sort how of. How could they clear if they won't clear Daniel Bryan? How can they clear Kurt Angle though? Well, I don't know. They. I mean, I don't know what state he's in. He said he hasn't taken any physical or like anything like that for the company. So I don't know. Maybe they'll find that he's capable. But <laughs> well, he also mentioned that podcast. That he just every time he brings up wrestling, they're just like, ah, yeah. They kind of like brush it, like they kind of like brush it aside type type thing. Uh, but I think they'd love to have a general manager that can actually go in and wrestle once he has a conflict with a certain talent. Like you know, they can't do with Daniel Bryan. True, but I don't know how. How do you look Daniel Bryan in the eye and tell him <laughs> he can't wrestle? But you're going to bring back a guy again with a much more extensive concussion and injury history all right um so let's talk about the biggest return from raw this past monday emma <laughs> she's back brian I'm she's gl- back i'm glad she's back emma is one of the most beautiful women they have on the entire roster so she's yeah she's a good looking girl and they did weeks and weeks of 
It was a really yeah, strange. Yeah, they dropped that Emelina stuff. <laughs> yeah, did you hear the the rumors about that that they didn't think she wasn't she, comfortable with it or whatever. Or, or she didn't they, think they she didn't could think pull she, it off. They didn't. They didn't think she could pull it off as I thought. I read about it. Yeah, I mean, Here she was just spreading rumors. She was no doing how she was doing house shows too. Like the, I went to that house show in Lowell, and she was like, was she special, a referee? Yeah, she was a special guest referee. So I think she was doing things like that kind of all along. You know, for at least for the last few months. I think the gimmick was supposed to be that she's like an old school diva. Not like, you know, all the girls today are superstars. They're wrestlers. But I think her gimmick was supposed to be that she was going to portray a diva, like one of these. Yeah. Women. I guess she wasn't comfortable with that or they weren't, didn't think she could pull it <laughs> off. And I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens if they give that kind of gimmick to somebody else down the road. But for it now, looks like she's back on the market, Mike. Huh? If you read your dirt sheets, looks like her and Zack Ryder are no longer a thing, buddy. Really? Yeah. She's back on the market. All right, well, uh, <laughs> I don't think she has any problems getting a date on Saturday night. Um, Unlike yourself. <laughs> <laughs> How about, Brian, the Hardys? The Hardys returned, of course, at WrestleMania. We talked about it last week on the NAI Network, but uh, they made their raw return here. And Props to Jason Maltov, by the way. What's that? With nailing the, they're not coming back as broken. They will When, when they come back, they're just going to be Team Extreme. <laughs> and like, With the music. Yeah, he nailed that. He nailed that right on the head, so nice job there. Why do you think that is? Do you think that they're not willing to acknowledge this other thing that got over so huge? Is it the lawsuit, or is it a mix of both? I, I, I feel like it's a WWE just saying they're bringing home their guys, and they want them to be what they were you know what i mean i don't i don't well. think i don't I, I don't think they i don't think they want them i don't i i don't think they want them. even if they could use the characters i don't i don't think they'd want to i think i think they want them to just be matt and jeff the hardy boys uh i mean that's gonna run out of steam quick i think it's like those you know nostalgia acts like the dudley boys a year or two ago you know they come back they get those pops at the beginning but then it's just like What's next? Well, yeah, I think, but I think that's it for them. I mean, you're talking about guys. One, you know, Jeff Hardy's 39, Matt Hardy's 42 or 43. Like, I mean, how much longer conceivably are these guys going to wrestle? You know, at the top of wrestling cards, anyways. If they get a year or two out of them, that that you know. But that's why that's why you do the broken gimmick that gives them longevity. They don't have to jump off high things and dive into tables and ladders and all this stuff. That's how kind much of why more longevity they, does that have, though? I mean. They could go just on promos and all this stuff for for a long time. I don't know. I mean, either way, whether they do that or, or do what they're doing, I I, I see the har- a Hardy return for a couple of years, and I, d- I don't see the Hardy Boys, wh- whether it be the broken gimmicks or this gimmick, being a enormous part of WWE's like five year plan. Say, you know what I mean? They're both guys who are like forty years old. I mean, the, either way, they're going to ride out. They're going to they're going to get what they can out of them, ride it out, try to make some money. Again, probably produce a DVD, you know, um, sell T-shirts, all that, all that good stuff. If they bring them back in the broken gimmick, they can't, you know, they, they can't then go well make all these friggin' nostalgic kind of T-shirts that they probably can make now with them. Plus, WWE, they're all about what owning the properties. Like it's, you know, so even if they could use the broken character, if it belongs to Matt Hardy, it still doesn't belong to WWE. And WWE likes to own their own stuff. Well, neither does uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, right? That doesn't belong to them either. But I, they, you know, I'm sure some of that stuff. They, they're, I'm sure they will develop things for Shinsuke Nakamura. It's not just the name, though, but the broken stuff. I mean, Matt Hardy, they, Matt, they bring him back as the Broken Hardys. You know, now 
Matt Hardy probably gets what? Probably you figure probably gets a larger percentage of T-shirts and all that sort of stuff, right? Because it's his it's his intellectual property. Well, I mean, it is if they go through the legal wranglings, and and it's, <laughs> it as it turns out, it's it is theirs. But I mean, I read that the WWE is helping them in their legal battle with TNA. I'm sure. I'm sure they are. But either way, to me, they're they're a nostalgia act that is going to have a you know maybe if you're lucky you get a couple of years out of it. But well, well, that's why you do the broken thing that, that that extends the shelf life that and and it saves their bodies because they're more characters than they are daredevils going forward. I don't know, man. I, I still don't see, even with that gimmick. I just, I wouldn't see it longer than a year or two with them. I, I just I think the WWE is going. They they've already started going in different directions. You know, the younger guy. I mean, Roman Reigns is what? And he's main evented three straight WrestleManias, you know? Seth Rollins just beat Triple H. I mean, there, 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 there is a youth movement within WWE. <laughs> and until WrestleMania comes around. <laughs> well, because, yeah, then, because WrestleMania, you have to, you're, you're trying to sell, you're trying to go mainstream. So you, until you develop some of these guys as mainstream level level talent you have to kind of rely on you know those older guys but you're running out of those guys now too because the undertaker's gone bill goldberg's probably gone so you're you're running out of even those guys at this point you have to start you know you have to start lining up the these new guys and putting them in big spots and and, and letting them be everybody pisses and moans about the roman reigns thing but here's a guy who's been in been in wrestlemania matches with with brock lesnar triple h and the undertaker now what what more perfect guy to to be in the spotlight than him at this point but you do still need those uh, veteran talents to help those guys along and put those guys over so i they think are running out of veteran talents buddy <laughs> well the hardys are back but a lot of it is because there was this era like in between like the attitude era and like where we are now where well, that's not true. Not the Attitude Era, but like that little era afterwards where they developed like Cena, Batista, Randy Orton. And then there was this long stretch of time where they didn't develop any top-level guys, like none. So they don't have they don't have like the reservoir to pull from much anymore because these guys from the 90s are all in their 50s now. How much longer can they keep can they keep dragging these guys out? The Hardys even. The Hardys who were like kids, you know, when they were in WWE in their heyday are now in their 40s. Uh, I, I mean, you, at some point you just got to roll with it. And it felt like this year was a little bit of the beginning of it. Well, I think we'll uh we'll this see. This is the, this the first time they didn't trot the Rock or Austin out in how many years? That's true. Yeah. What I don't know what's going on with Austin. There seems to be yeah, some sort some of sort of rumor that his contract has expired and he's not happy or something, right? Yeah, I mean, he didn't just didn't come. Usually he, you know, will come to the Hall of Fame or whatnot, maybe make an appearance here and there. But yeah, he just uh was nowhere to be found when it came to WrestleMania. Just I mean, uh, he's still talking about the product, so I mean, right. I think he's think he's still, I don't know. I don't Does he I, still get WWE talent on? Uh, he's I mean, he had so That's Adam, usually a good indication of how the uh relations are i don't i don't think he's had a wwe talent in, in a while now it seems like ted fowler chris, chris jericho yeah chris jericho <laughs> i mean ted fowler 361 or whatever but he had adam cole on recently and he's ring of honor so i don't know yeah it's, i don't know i have no again i have no i have no insight into it but it's just i the the the, the point being i i think um i i just think you, you got to start relying on you got you to start relying on these younger guys and because the the 90s acts are just getting too damn as you can see you know by the uh, the undertaker reigns match those some of these guys just aren't capable anymore because they wrestled for 25 freaking years and their bodies just can't take it anymore there's only so many times you can just trot out 
these guys. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, if they're lucky, maybe they get one more match out of the Rock somewhere down the line. Austin's never going to wrestle again. I got to imagine Jericho is winding down soon. I mean, he's well into his forties at this point. I mean, Triple H still looks incredible, and he but he only wrestles, you know, once or twice a year. But even even he's pushing fifty. So you got you got to you got to let some of these guys run with the ball soon enough here. All right. Well, let's speak of the young guys. Uh, the Revival made their Raw debut uh, against the New Day, and. Uh, what do you see going forward for the revival? I don't know. I, I, they're they're the ones uh, on the main roster that I question are, are is it gonna is it gonna work as well? I agree on the main roster. Um, I, I, just, I certainly hope it does. I just see Vince looking at them like, who the hell are these guys? Uh, <laughs> sorry, everyone does their Vince McMahon impression on a podcast these days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just these guys. Look at them. I think. I mean, they're gonna get the time to tell the stories they've been able to tell right. in NXT and. Uh, is a more casual WWE audience going to accept those st- stories that they're trying to tell? Or are they going to get them? Are they going to get all the intricacies that they're trying to do in their tag matches that, you know, the kind of the more smart NXT crowds? Hopefully they can be get. re-educated, but still, it just, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I thought they were perfect for NXT. Uh, I don't know on a national I, I, stage. I think they, gotta, they had to give them a shot. I right. Mean, there's right. not much more they can do in NXT at this point without, exactly. without it being stagnant down there. But yeah, I mean, I hope they're successful. I, I right. really do. Um, but I, I don't know. I quite seriously, I seriously question it. We'll have to see going forward. Okay, finally on Raw, Finn Balor made his return from injury in the main event, a tag team match, and he even with the guy who hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh... and clearly Seth Rollins is one hundred percent. Apparently so. Because apparently I thought, so. I thought for sure. I mean. The... <laughs> WWE storytelling one night before in order to compete he had to sign a a hold, hold harmless no, yeah hold harmless agreement but the very next night on Monday Night Raw you can just participate in a match yeah apparently yeah it's, he, <laughs> he, apparently he was just his knee was destroyed for a half hour on Wrestlemania and after that the doctors looked at it and said oh it's better yeah it's, <laughs> it's like when Shane McMahon wasn't supposed to gain any control in the company if he lost to the Undertaker in the very next night on Raw just, you know that storyline we did for the last six months is just <laughs> yeah it's, it's not sounding so crazy what I said on the New Age Insiders last week that uh Finn Balor was going for Brock Lesnar and not going to deal with uh, Rollins. You guys talking about Finn Balor and Seth Rollins and all this other stuff between you and yeah. Well, I said, I said I, you know, I said I hoped or I said I would like to see, right? Or did I predict it? I don't remember exactly what I said. I think you said that there would be a st- heel stable with Balor. I think I said, like, yeah, I'd like. I think they asked me what I'd like to see, and I said I would like to see him come back and be part of like a, you know, with Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. I think that would have been just, you know, a, kind of a cool swerve, but. But uh, yeah, Balor and Rollins, best of friends. <laughs> I'm not quite sure if uh, what we're seeing going forward for Finn Balor. Um, well, it felt like a little bit of a holding pattern Monday and Tuesday just because, you know. Yeah, it sounds like Brock Lesnar won't be on payback. Um, and yeah, I don't think you see, I mean, I think Brock Lesnar will go back to the sporadic appearances. I, I don't necessarily hate the championship not being on TV. Yeah, it's I, like I, Hulk I kinda, Hogan. I kind of did at first, and I was like, oh, it's not all that different from. Back in the day, Hogan would make like yeah. one or two appearances a year on like superstars or whatever. Yeah, and then they have, and then they didn't have as many pay per views um, right. at that point. So, yeah, I don't know. 
I've kind of turned turned the corner on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's one of the reasons a guy like Brock is so special because you don't see him that often. And uh, yeah, I don't mind the championship not being front and center every single week on the program. So, I mean, it makes it more special. The less you see it, the more special it is. So uh, let's move on to SmackDown. Of course, everyone's talking about the return of Eric Rowan, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what everybody's talking about. And with that strange mask that he had. It was like a Terminator version he of the... He's having like evolutions of the stupid sheep mask every time he comes back and joins Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess uh, we should talk about Ty Dillinger. Uh, he made an appearance at the Royal Rumble as number 10, which everyone in the world predicted. And here he makes his official main roster debut on SmackDown beating Kurt Hawkins. Uh, your thoughts on Ty Dillinger? He's another one like the revival. I question, you know, I hope he's successful, but I question, will he be, you know? Well, at least he has the 10 thing going for him that all the fans are going to like <laughs> shove down your throat every, regardless. Every freaking show I'm going to be on for the next however many months. <laughs> <laughs> at least he has that going for him. Like, you know, seriously, at least that is uh, something that will get the fans behind him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ty Dillinger, we'll see what's going on. And of course, you hold on. You, there better be some excitement in your voice with about what you're about to cover because I've been. Uh, this is the beginning of it, Mike. This is the beginning of the build to WrestleMania 34. I, what are we here? Like 40 minutes into this thing, and I have been able to uh, <laughs> to keep it to a low boil. But yes, Shinsuke Nakamura makes his main <laughs> roster debut on SmackDown, coming out and uh, from his segment and just does his little spot and entrance and then they go to commercial but anyway <laughs> he's here and the road to wrestlemania 34 brian begins now the wpan will be live in the house of wrestlemania 34 right well we'll see what do you mean we'll see we'll see but oh, uh jesus nakamura is finally on the main roster, he looks like he's going to be anchoring SmackDown, hopefully. So you're saying right now, you're saying Nakamura, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 34. Hmm. <laughs> and they've well, main evented in Japan together, right? I don't know if they... Yeah, I think they had a match. They had a match for the IWGP Championship, I believe. Uh, tweet us at the WPAN if uh, I could be mistaken there. But yeah, I, I think... I don't know if it'll be against Brock Lesnar because I think... Brock and Roman is kind of earmarked for the main event. It's oh, so you're already backing off your no, prediction. I'm not saying that maybe, maybe Brock won't be in the main event. You see, you said Shinsuke Nakamura would be in the main event. And yeah. To me, the main event is the, the last match of the evening. And you're saying uh, Brock has to be in the last match of the evening? I think he's the biggest star they have. Well, maybe it'll be uh, Nakamura and AJ Styles. Maybe. There's plenty of main events. That won't be the last match if Brock Lesnar is wrestling Roman Reigns. I can assure you of that. Well, there are plenty of main events at WrestleMania, Brian. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Finally, let's talk about the thing that Vince McMahon announced on the show before he brought out Kurt Angle. It is the quote-unquote superstar shakeup. Yeah, what a horrible name. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to shake things up, right? <laughs> So, uh, still yeah, there's no like a rules or like what's exactly going on, right? There's been no, no, okay, no. <laughs> uh, I think there have been, you know, uh, theories and such that there's going to be maybe like maybe it'll be like before where they did the matches and the winner of the match, or there's going to be trade. I, I don't know, I have no yeah, goddamn just, clue. Do we even know if it's is it going to be one night? Is it going to be both nights? I think it's going to be, yeah, Monday and Tuesday. Is it, yeah. 
but we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, the rumors of AJ Styles going to Raw, there were rumors at one point of Roman Reigns going to SmackDown, but I think those have been... Uh, yeah, I think Roman Reigns is going yeah. to SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe um, they'll surprise us, but... There's plenty that they could do. I'll tell you what I want to see. Uh-oh. I want to see John Cena go to Raw, and I want the Roman Reigns-John Cena feud. I want it so bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, John Cena will be there probably in July to... Uh, <laughs> they go build up the SummerSlam. Tell uh, me that the crowd for that match wouldn't be electric. That's, yeah. It I would, hadn't, it, hadn't thought about it. It would be so amazing. There's also rumors of the New Day going to SmackDown. Which wouldn't be a bad idea. Freshen that up. Let them go over there, wrestle some new teams. Plus, the SmackDown tag division is a little... Little because uh, they just lost the vaudevillains. <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> yes, yeah. How do we not touch upon that story? <laughs> yeah, um, Simon Gotch was released this past week. I don't know if they lots of rumors out there about possibly a fist fight at WrestleMania with his tag partner. Is that true? No, I didn't hear that at all. How have you not seen those rumors? Mike? I have not seen that. Wow, you got to get back on the dirt sheets, buddy. I know that I'm out, uh, I'm out dirt sheeting the dirt sheet king here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all I heard is that you know Simon Gotch was not very liked backstage, and yeah, uh, we've heard of a number of, of uh, yeah, the fist fight. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's rumors out there, Mike. You gotta get on the dirt sheets, buddy. Well, I don't. I don't float out those unsubstantiated uh, claims <laughs> like you do. <laughs> I I'm, I didn't say it's true or not. I just said it's out there. Well, I yeah. Again, I make sure that my facts are checked, rechecked, and checked again. <laughs> do you? Before I uh, put it out there on the podcast, Brian. Uh, so well, I'm not reporting it. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that there's a rumor out there about it. It's pro- odds are it's probably bullcrap. I mean, I, w- I would say probably. <laughs> Who knows? But I'm just saying it exists. So the superstar shakeup. You're saying you want John Cena on Raw. John Cena to Raw. That's what I want to see, and, and I want to see SummerSlam Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Give me a big name you want going to SmackDown. Ooh, somebody going to SmackDown. Um, I I I could see Kevin Owens going to uh going to SmackDown to break up the whole uh Owens Sami Zayn. <laughs> oh, <for laughs> so we could finally stop doing the uh. <laughs> WWE was taking that that fight forever T-shirt too literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I could I could I could just see him I could just see him going to SmackDown, giving him some new opponents. I could see maybe like a Bray Wyatt coming to Raw. Some of the rumors of the flip-flopping of the U.S. and Intercontinental Championships, right? There's been some rumors along those lines. You know, maybe yeah. maybe the, the Cruiserweights make their way to SmackDown. Ooh, the Intercontinental Champion is Dean Ambrose still? Yes. Yeah, still Dean Ambrose. Even though he lost a street fight to Baron Corbin on SmackDown. That it wasn't for the title? It wasn't for the title. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I mean that is the grabs grab bag. I think we've hand. We, is there anything else that we missed? I don't know. I don't think so. Boy, there was a lot. I think we got just about everything here. Do we want to start getting into all the seven hundred and fourteen indie shows from uh, WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> well, <laughs> we heard good things about the Beyond Wrestling show. I mean, that's yeah. the one that we have the biggest connection to. Yeah, and the big uh, and then um, Dijak uh, Donovan Dijak versus Keith Lee from Evolve. Was yeah, I heard that. Was lots good, of, uh, lot of uh, yeah, lots praise. of publicity. So. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations to Dijak. <laughs> and uh, still saw him last night. He seemed very miserable as usual. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was gonna say though, hopefully big things coming for uh, Dijak. But if he's being miserable around, maybe maybe he's always very sour. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so that's not an indication of what's going on with his uh, 
No, you wouldn't. You, you witnessed it at WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, we want your feedback, folks. Every Thursday on our BDA bonus podcast, we do something called Merv Griffin Time. That's a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. So tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode. Give us uh, your feedback to all of our thoughts for all the different things in the old grab bag, and uh, tweet us especially if you have questions you'd like me or the Kingpin to address. Use that hashtag WPAN, and we'll mention you and your tweets this Thursday on BDARadio.com and on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing podcast feed. But there's a way you can interact with us here on the NAI Network every week, and that is through our voicemail line. We want to hear from you. There is one week remaining to get your voicemail in, and you can win our Curtain Jerker WPAN t-shirt for free. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN and contribute to the wrestling podcast about nothing with a voicemail. If you missed it, we didn't do them on Monday last week. We did them on Thursday. We had a couple of more voicemails in there. No new voicemails, so we need your voicemails. You got one more week. Get them in before we record We'll probably record uh, next Saturday, so you want to get them in by Friday night to have them on the podcast by Monday morning, and then we will decide who gets the wrestling podcast about nothing curtain jerker T-shirt. In my in my in my mind, Randall Keo is, is it would be my it would be my vote right now. All the right, the story from last week. So somebody's going to top that in my mind. All right, so give us a question, a comment, an insult, a song, an impression anything the best voicemail left for us before april 17th that is next monday will be rewarded with that brand new curtain jerker wpan t-shirt courtesy of pro wrestling slash new age insiders the number once again 401-584-9726 leave us something funny interesting informative or thought-provoking and you can win official wpan swag all right, Brian, it is time for your promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Big debut for Angle? Yes, we talked about it earlier. Hall of Famer Kurt Angle made his debut as general manager last Monday on Raw. And we all know what the three eyes stand for. And immeasurably monstrous cranium isn't one of them, Brian, <laughs> but it should be. But what BDA radio stands for, however, is the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the Internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. It's true. It's damn true. BDARadio.com. Okay, Brian, it is promo about nothing time. The year, 1989. You were what, 27? How dare you. (laughs) Memphis. Memphis wrestling, more Memphis wrestling, Brian. And this gentleman, we're all very familiar with, but he came from humble beginnings in Memphis, and his name is Master of pain let's take a listen here he comes calls himself master of pain that's right master of pain 
because where I've been the last five years, you have to know how to handle pain. And I know it better than anybody. I've been in the Atlanta State Penitentiary. And I'm not ashamed to know it. I went up there on a bad rap because two chum punks jumped me in a parking lot. And now they're pushing up daisies. And let me tell you, Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler, whatever you call yourself, it doesn't matter to me. Like I said, names aren't important where I'm from. But I tell you what, Ricky Morton sent me here, and I'm going to do a job for him. And brother, if you get out alive, you'll be thankful. Hmm. Master of pain. Don't know his name. Not sure I want to. Brian, well, <laughs> Brian Malonis, Brian Malonis, whatever you call yourself. <laughs> Names are important where you came from. No. Uh, yes, that is the one and only Undertaker, one of his very first gimmicks, probably his very first year in the wrestling business. He is the master of pain. And he said he murdered two people. They're pushing. No, no, he didn't say they murdered two people. He said they're. Pushing up daisies. That's, that's old school. Oh, kind of pre- precursor to uh, future uh, future gimmicks. <laughs> yes. Foreshadowing here. Yeah, he buried them. He buried them six feet under. <laughs> so yeah, two chump punk chump punk punks jumped him in the uh, parking lot. Uh, at, least they're, at least they're pushing up daisies now. It's a, yeah, it's a bad rap. It's a bad rap. Yeah, so, so, he, so two guys jumped him. He apparently killed them, <laughs> and he went to jail for five years. Wow. It's not too bad. They're pretty light on the sentences in Atlanta. He's <laughs> <laughs> got, got a good lawyer. I know. If I ever get in trouble, if I ever murder somebody, I hope I'm, I hope I'm in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Atlanta State Penitentiary. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, he definitely came along. And he threatened to kill Jerry Lawler, too. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's, that's what happened down there in Memphis. You know, people got run over by cars and all sorts of things <laughs> in Memphis. Uh, so, do you think this uh, kind of lent to the fact that the Undertaker? We're not going to have him speak very much. <laughs> Perhaps I think he he was very famously had managers uh, much of his career. Yeah, so I thought this was kind of interesting just because he is just retired and to hear one of his very early promos, you know, it is, it is solid, but the, you know, the... He didn't look... Yeah, he just wasn't overly comfortable with himself. Yeah, and the creative behind it, maybe not uh, top shelf, let's say. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there there was maybe... Uh, yeah, just tell uh, you went to jail on a bad rap. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys jumped you and then you murdered them. <laughs> <laughs> and then you buried them six feet under. <laughs> Right, he was uh he was taking names and digging graves. What how does that how does that go? Uh, yeah, digging yeah. holes and taking souls. <laughs> even way back in 1989. All right, <laughs> you say so, buddy. <laughs> you heard this promo about nothing, folks. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the NAI Network. Okay, Kingpin. While you're downloading your upcoming schedule, let's get in a couple of shoutouts here. Of course, we have to talk about booking the territory. Our friend Mike Mills, well, my friend anyway, twice a week, Sunday nights, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Show, Thursday nights, the flagship show, and they're talking about World Championship Wrestling, the old 605 show, every Thursday night. So make sure you check out both those shows on the Book in the Territory feed. And uh, Brian just walked away. They might have uh, said a little something about him this past Thursday at the uh, Top Prospect Tournament, uh, but uh, maybe you should check that out. But anyway... Thank you very much for your support, as always, Mr. Mike Mills. MikeMills.podbean.com and anywhere you get your podcasts to listen to 
booking the territory. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about checking the boots. Tony S, Chip K Fabe, they are doing two big episodes this weekend. One Saturday, one Sunday, all about their WrestleMania week experiences. So this is can't miss episodes here of Checking the Boots. Make sure to find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, everywhere you find your podcasts. You can find them there and the Harkin Rada podcast with our friend Eric Tolley, Mikey Pru as well. You can find them facebook live every wednesday night just look up 59 media that's the word 50 the number nine media and you can watch facebook live and of course they're everywhere you get your podcasts as well okay brian you're hitting the highways and byways crisscrossing this great nation of ours applying your trade as a professional wrestler and you got those dates and you had to give them to me right now yes so wednesday night this wednesday night wednesday yes i am coming to lovely nashua new hampshire uh i grew up in manchester and we called it trashua (laughs) (laughs) but i'll be going to chunky's uh uh you are uh, no, not your house, Mike. Uh, Ch- Chunky's Movie Theater in Nashua, in Nashua, New Hampshire for Chaotic Wrestling. Check out chaoticwrestling.com for the details. Friday night, the 14th, I'm heading to Old Orchard Beach, Maine for North Atlantic Wrestling. Find North Atlantic Wrestling on Facebook for all the details there. You stay at a bed and breakfast? No, no, I'm nice. going to come right home then. <laughs> oh. uh, the 19th, ne- next uh, next Wednesday as well. What? Yes, U- UFO April vacation. I will be uh, defending the UFO Heavyweight Championship against Slick Wagner Brown. Wow. Uh, uh, UFO April vacation. Find UFO Wrestling Boston on Facebook. Uh, and then the 22nd, uh, I will be heading to Bridgewater, Massachusetts. What day of the week is that? Uh, it's a Saturday. Okay. Saturday, April 22nd, heading to Bridgewater, Massachusetts for top row promotions. The Boogeyman and Road Warrior Animal uh, are also on this big event. So find top row promotions on Facebook and then also visit brownpapertickets.com to get your tickets. I hope that Mel Simons isn't ring announcing that show. <laughs> it could get very awkward. Did we talk about this before? Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't the, know the, if we have. It was shortly after the death of Road Warrior Hawk that we were at a show that Road Warrior Animal was on. And uh, they had Road Warrior Hawk's uh, shoulder pads sitting in the ring. And they said, you can get your picture with Hawk's shoulder pads. And Mel Simons, who is a, uh, a New England guy, a ring announcer, uh, an older gentleman, he, he, would, he said constantly, you know, get your picture in the ring with Road Warrior Hawk. Get your picture in the ring with Hawk. He is here. Hawk is here. He's alive and well. Get your picture in the ring (laughs) with the shoulder pads and with Road Warrior Hawk. And every time we're just cringing, cringing, cringing. (laughs) This man just passed away. Oh, my God. Yes. You were uncomfortable with something? (laughs) Slightly uncomfortable, yes. (laughs) I think me, along with everyone else in the crowd, (laughs) Mel Simons is the only person in that building who didn't know which road warrior had passed away the great wrestling superstar (laughs) (laughs) all right brian uh, if you want to book the kingpin on your upcoming event brian malonis at comcast.net is the email address you can dm him also on twitter at brian malonis 
All right, I think that is it for the podcast this week on the NAI Network, and we invite you to keep on listening all week long. Wednesdays, there's Indie Pop. Thursdays, we have Late Night Liam and Rant with Ant. Fridays, make sure you listen to our buddy Matt McCool and the Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company. Weekends, check out DC and Doc Talk. And some Tuesdays, uh, I mean, if he still has a job, get the inside perspective with uh, our friend who we had a little fun with earlier in the episode, Scotty Slade. As for us, we'll be back on Thursday with the WPAN BDA bonus podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to our WPAN feed or go to BDAradio.com. Then join us next Monday right back here on the New Age Insiders Network for episode 52 of the podcast. Until then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko and thanks... For nothing.